Hey guys, John here. Do us this big favor and everything. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button, smash that like button, because we are going to be covering episodes 5 and 6 of Obi-Wan. Sorry that we didn't get a chance to actually do this last week. Some things wind up coming up. That's just the way how life goes. But hey, that doesn't matter now. We're here now. May the Force be with us, and let's do this. All right, so Alex is all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> oh but how's everybody doing tonight? Not Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, I had Mountain Dew, so I'm feeling powerful right now. I'm feeling fantastic. I haven't drank Mountain Dew in a while. No, I'm not drinking Mountain Dew. I'm just, I just, I'm just, I just stay hype so I don't have to get hype, you know? Exactly. Put a little Pojo Raleigh in it. Yep. I dig it. This guy got the reference. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyways, guys, tonight we're actually going to be talking about episode five. And then after that, we're going to episode six. We're going to talk to the first 30 minutes into episode five. But we're just going to do the highlights of the stuff that we liked. And then fast forward over into our episode six review. Because we're not, because here's the thing. I really want to get into the meat and potatoes of episode six. Because the re to be honest with you, Getting to episode six was the reward and the payoff of what we were promised. Mm. But when you look at episode five, it, to me, it's the perfect cinematic experience when you're looking at it, especially the camera angles of everything, especially when Reva comes down and then you see the stormtroopers. It reminds me of Battlefront in a way because of the way that they actually shoot it. And then Obi-Wan having that heart-to-heart -heart talk with her was also another highlight of mine. And he's like, oh, you were there. And then, of course, Reva winds up saying saying this to him. Well, you were there, too. Why didn't you stop your... He was your Padawan. And I'm like, ooh, Obi-Wan once again gets sucked right in the stomach. So I liked how they give him... Uh, they bust his balls throughout this whole entire thing, basically, and give us those ooh moments. So I like that. Uh, and also, too... I have to say, the action sequences were really good in this uh, thing, especially the epic lightsaber battle between Reva and Darth Vader. I thought that was actually pretty cool. But what are some of the highlights that stood out for you guys? You go ahead, sir. Well, thank you for that. Um, so first of all, my biggest takeaway from episode five was the, the realization that Vader was on to Reva from the start. He was mm -hmm. already aware of the whole entire thing. And it's funny because she says to Obi-Wan at one point, well, how do you know that he isn't already aware that I'm coming? And he's like, because he'll be too busy looking at me. And the problem about that is it's like, once Obi-Wan, I feel like if Reba was going to truly take advantage of the situation, it should have been whatever Vader was doing the Force Unleashed situation. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like, that's when she should have been like, let me strike him now while his attention is yeah. pulled on this. Because if I strike at him now, he has to choose as to whether he's going to pull the ship down or fight me. Then it was like she waited until, oh, well, now he's frustrated and even more mad, which means he has more access to the force. <laughs> you know, and so he's literally just forced by, to the point, how disrespectful do you have to be? To not even pull your own lightsaber out to fight the person. Mm -hmm. like, I will break your lightsaber and then I'm gonna use half of your lightsaber to whoop you with. And then, oh no, I'm gonna get the other side and I'm gonna gut you again. 
And I know a lot of people are kind of complaining about, well, Reva should have died. How did Reva survive twice? She got stabbed in the stomach two different times. Like when she got stabbed in the stomach the first time, I'm pretty sure she has stuff done similar to what uh, Fennec Shad had done in The Mandalorian. And even if she didn't, obviously with the exception of Qui-Gon Jinn getting stabbed in the stomach, doesn't really kill people anymore. <laughs> no. Anything goes when it comes down to the dark side and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you guys stuck in the chest. Okay, it's okay. You'll be getting you'll get back up again. Yeah. But the hate and the anger just keeps you going, I guess. <laughs> Which, you know, so would love to, but like, no, but definitely that anger. That, like uh the Grand Inquisitor said, nothing like revenge that keeps you holding on to life. You know, you in the gutter where you were where we found you. <laughs> I I sorry, I, I didn't mean to just jump in there. Are you uh well, oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, I really I really enjoyed that conversation Reva had with Obi-Wan, uh throwing more guilt at him. It's like, why weren't you there when he was when your apprentice was killing all of us. And I'm like, my girl, he was drowning at that point. He, <laughs> he was just getting got... order 66 somewhere else. He, 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 got, he got shot in the lake or something. But <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really happy because a few episodes ago, I called it. I said that Reva's not trying to kill Obi-Wan. She wants to get to Vader. So let me, let me just you know, hype myself up a little bit. You know, good job, Alex. <laughs> guessing that but um yeah i i i, I loved reva as a character and i like seeing this part of her arc and just how she just it just, there's a brief mo- moment where she like opens up to obi-wan he's like hey we should work together and like let's jump this dude and she's like how do you think that'll work like i'm like oh she's listening to it oh my gosh they're about to do this they're, they're gonna jump him but um oh that that fight scene with between uh, Reva and Darth Vader, that well, first of all, Darth Vader doing the Force Unleashed mm-hmm. on that ship was freaking awesome. This show did a fantastic job of making me afraid of Darth Vader. Like I always thought he was iconic, but I was never truly afraid of him until this show. Like this show really showcased how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. And then when he was just toying with Reva the whole time, just force blocking all of her shots and then taking her lightsaber from her passed it back to her i'm like dang this dude is a gangster i love him so much i love reva so much for trying um this episode was just kind of for me it was just like hey show me the fights and then let's get to the finale that's 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 where i want to get to so i'm not saying it was the weakest episode of the season but it was definitely it was just like i was starting to get a little impatient i'm like hey let's go right let's get to to that finale I hear you on that one because, to be honest with you, the fight scene between Vader and Reva was actually my favorite thing. It reminded you of like a Bruce Lee kind of fight, basically, where he didn't need no weapons to take you down. He was using the force just to uh, use against her and toying with her. And then I liked that lightsaber that she had at first, where it was just spinning. Like the helicopter. Yeah, I thought that was okay. I'm like, okay, that is very interesting. I haven't seen that before. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. And then him splitting in a, then all of a sudden you see the double lightsaber, which is very representative to Darth Maul. Huh? Him slowing down the lightsaber as it was spinning too. Yeah, that was impressive. Like Alex said, this made me afraid of Darth Vader. Also, too, I like how Obi-Wan winds up pulling the rug from Vader because 
I like the flashback sequence where Vader, Vader is actually just reminiscing of his past, reflecting back on his past between as a Padawan and versing versus going against Obi-Wan. So I liked how they did that episode. I just wish they would have done a deep fake for, for his character because you, he's not 17 years old trying to learn. <laughs> this is a, this is a dude like, around my age. I was like, oh, that's a grown ass little boy. And I heard this is a theory. I don't know how much I support it, but it's the theory of the understanding that when Vader was thinking about it, he was seeing himself as if he was still the Padawan in that moment. Mm. He didn't see himself as the master yet. He still saw I gotcha. the memory. And so in his mind, it's the aged version of him without the burns, without all the stuff, without the wiring, without the pain. And him That's feeling it. like he could take Obi-Wan. It was more... It, it, old Kung Fu movies do this all the time. It's the fight before the fight that's here. Mm. And so when it's he's imagining himself fighting... It's himself in his current state, but that bright-eyed Padawan. Because you're like, you know, that there were no ships flying in the background. There were no major traffic, no major things the whole time. It was just them. Like no other Jedi's came out to watch this. It was just those two. So in his mind, if he's looking at it, because you had a lot of those moments where they're flashing back, and him and Obi Wan were kind of flashing into it themselves. And even when you know Obi Wan is basically teaching him. You know, it's like your ambition to win is the thing that's going to be your undoing. You know, and then he right. says, "Your mercy." Then, then of course, Obi Wan. And then, of course, his response is, "Well, well, no." What he says to Vader, what he says to Anakin at that point, um, "We're here to protect life, not to take it." Mm -hmm. He says, "Well, mercy doesn't defeat enemies." And it's right. just like that's in his mind because that's Vader speaking through that vision. It's that understanding that mercy doesn't do this. De admit defeat. You've been defeated. I've taken your weapon. All those things sound very Vader-esque. That doesn't sound like early Anakin. That sounds like a very grown Vader who's trying to kill Anakin so that he fully becomes Vader. Yeah, that makes sense, and I, I can get that now. I, that that theory does make sense in a way. I, I could see it as like a like a like not necessarily there. I thought it was a memory at first, but I can see it, it's like a mental battle between yeah. them, just their inner souls having this conflict. I was still, even though he did look much older, it still made me so happy to see Hayden Christensen. Like I started tearing <laughs> up. I'm like, it's Anakin. You gotten so much crap over the years for that role, and all of a sudden everyone loves you now, yeah. just out of the blue. I call fakeness on a lot of people for liking him, but whatever. Uh, you know, I was you still can change your mind. You can't. You can't. That's that is absolutely true. I'm just. And the words of Rocky, peep, you can change. People can change. People can change. <laughs> this is, you know, I I was, I was like I I. Never, I always liked him, and now everyone likes him. Almost, almost like I'm, I'm kind of a hipster like that. But, <laughs> but it was just so awesome to see him again. I started tearing up. Like, Look at Haiti Christian go. I hope we keep seeing more of him. Well, he's supposed to be in that Soka Tano series. There yep. we go. Get get your money, Hayden. Get your money. 
He's well worth it. I mean, I think the biggest problem with the prequels was the script writing and stuff like that. It wasn't so much as him. It was just the direction that old George wanted to go in and everything. And it was just bad script writing. But, you know, I like I like seeing him back again as Vader, Vader and everything. So then, of course, you wind up seeing Layla. She's actually trying to get to actually get things moving and hot wire um, stuff to make them go get out, get out of the um, area as well. So there, and then of course, go get her a la- uh, ladder. Then you, and then you also see the other stuff that winds up happening within this episode. I thought it was a pretty good episode, but do you want to go on ahead and just break down into episode uh, six now? I do have one question. Why? If you're trying to protect the people and you have a bomb, and your robot is right there. You know your robot's gonna probably die, but mm-hmm. you can throw this bomb and deter a bunch of people. Instead of standing there and fight, 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 fight until you get shot, just so you can have Obi-Wan running around going, Tala, Tala, <laughs> getting distracted for 10 minutes. Just throw the bomb and run. Other than she got shot though. Well, yes. that's what I'm saying. Why stay there that long for all that? I know why they did it, but we ain't going to talk about that yet. But I know why they did it, but it just felt like it was one of those moments where it kind of reminded me of how in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, they stood there for way too long waiting for Wanda to show up instead of just going through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those are things when it feels like they intentionally slow something down to get to a drastic, a dramatic moment. It's like, uh, yeah. hit me with it in a surprise. Don't telegraph it five minutes before you do it. Yeah. Right. I can see your point on that. I can dig that. Yeah, that is true. The, uh, you know, Hollywood, you know, movies, TV shows, they all love the dramatic moments. And I think people are starting to realize, like, hey, you know, it actually doesn't make sense. And it's kind of stupid that they would just stand there and watch something happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I I also wanted to point out that that flashback Reva had of Anakin killing all the younglings, like that's heartbreaking. Every time they show flashbacks of Order sixty six, it never gets easier to watch. And I'm like, oh, that's right, just people are getting brutally murdered, including children. And how they show Anakin just straight up stab her in the gut. I'm like, my god. <laughs> and then it, for for him to do it again at the end of the episode. <laughs> He was like, where's the place I stabbed you last time? Right there. It's like, oh, there's already a hole? Oh, how convenient. <laughs> and I'm just like, I feel like, though, with being stabbed by a lightsaber, I think that's why they call it a real elegant weapon, because it immediately cauterizes the wound so that, you know, no blood and guts come leaking out. It's just, well, it's instantly sealed up, right? Or something like that. So Basically. You're, you would have a better chance surviving a lightsaber to a gut than like a sword or a blaster, you know? So I was digging it and Reva was the queen. So I didn't want her to die yet. And you see, I thought she was going to actually die at the last episode and everything, especially when she pissed Vader off enough. But at first I'm like, why did Vader just leave her there? Just, I, I thought that he would actually take her, take him with her. And do something to her. But although I think in his mind, though, too, he might actually think that, oh, he, she's dead. 
and everything. She's physically dead. Not only is she physically physically dead, but she's also physical. She's also also mentally dead to me because of what she tried to do. So I can actually see it in that kind of context. But at the same time, it's like you have someone laying there that could possibly survive. You might want to go on ahead and do something about that Vader, but nah. I, I kind of saw it as he saw her as so little of a threat. And the fact that she has all this rage against him for killing all of her friends, yet she still couldn't do anything. I felt like that was more punishing than killing her. He's just like, no, actually, I'm just going to leave you here with a hole in your stomach because you're pathetic and no matter how hard you try, you'll never avenge your friends. How, how stupid you must feel right now. So I'm just going to let you sit with that and just left her. <laughs> it's just like, like, I felt like that was the worst way. Yeah. You did all that to try to kill me and look how simple I just beat you. So girl, just lay there. <laughs> and the but, was, uh, he didn't, Vader didn't even say you planned well in order to defeat me. It was, he was wise to get you to come against me. So she didn't even get the credit for her own agency. Because yeah. he looked past her and saw Obi-Wan's manipulation into it. So he couldn't even acknowledge that she had a legit reason to do what she was doing. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into episode six now. And this is actually going to be where he winds up le leaving uh, Leia at this time. And she, and basically like how Leia winds up telling asking him, you said that you, you said that you were going to go ahead and bring me back home. And he said, look, I can't do it. And it's about him confronting his past, confronting his demons. And also to not being afraid anymore because he was going through that PTSD moment in episode three, I believe when he was running around. And now we actually have the Obi-Wan that we know. The one that will fight. And then I like how Ice Cube's sons goes, hey, look, we were trying to protect you and everything. Because what good, basically he was just telling him, hey, look, what good is it if I'm dead? Why? And he goes, you've done your job at protecting the Jedis as long as you can. But we need to go on, I need to go on ahead and do this. It's Otherwise, Vader is just going to keep on. Long. Exactly. It's like, it, it's either do or die. And mm -hmm. let me go on ahead and do this. At least if I die, I died trying rather than not do anything at all. Yeah. So I like that context. It's like the wild, wild west, basically where you wind up having this big bad. That's basically the most wanted person in the world. And you're hiding out in the bar. And then you wind up saying, you know what? I'm going to go out there. Guns blazing. I may die, but at least I'll try. Yeah. So I liked how Obi-Wan does that. And then that, that battle sequence between Vader and him was fantastic and i've wanted been wanting to see i've been wanting to see him i've been wanting to see uh christensen in the vader costume for a while and now that we finally got it i was fanboying hard over it because of the fact that we actually get to see him in the in the costume rather than just hearing james earl jones voice mm -hmm. so i was happy to see that and i like how they play off of the voice of james earl jones and then also to Letting him have his own voice, though, too. Yeah. So it's kind of like a two-face kind of thing right. uh, going on. So I really like that. What about you guys? Okay, sorry. First of all, one of the things I thought was interesting in the last episode especially was Obi-Wan's willingness to sacrifice himself for the sake of the future. If you go back and look at episode one, 
where he tells that one Jedi, he's just like, the Jedi lost. This is not our world anymore. Hide this somewhere and go. Live your life. Don't stand out. Don't do anything. To go from that to the future is on this ship. If I don't get off this ship, the future of the Resistance doesn't go. I would rather go, and he even says, as he's trying to reach out to Qui-Gon Jinn, one of us, one of us are going to die. It's either going to be he or I, but one of us have got to go. There's no way both of us can coexist. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to allow himself to be that dive to save the future. And so there again, what I said a few episodes ago was that Obi-Wan and himself gets a new hope before we see him in a new hope. Because he goes from being a guy that's just like, oh, just give up, there's no point, to the future has to survive, even if I have to die to make it happen. And so, you know, of course, you've got the little thing from episode six where you've got the little communicator where Bail Organa is like, I'll go and find the boy. And then Reba has just enough information to try to go, she remembered Owen. <laughs> Owen made enough of it back. He's like, I need to find Owen. And I'm like, this girl got stabbed through the gut. She's just walking in there like, like, and ain't no way. She got holding her stomach every so often. But other than that, she's like, no, nah, I'll still wipe the floor with all of y'all. <laughs> and then old boy comes in there and it's all like, and it's funny too, because Uncle Owen, he genuinely loves Luke so much so that he will protect him from the thing that he ended up losing, basically his stepbrother. He would rather not, he would rather not have Luke get involved in any of that just so he could live a normal life. Because he saw what happened to Anakin. And so it's like to go from that and then to be willing to. Now, I wasn't a big fan of Rue being like, you know, we're not leaving our home. We're defending our home. I'm like, this woman has a lightsaber. This Mm -hmm. woman has the force. I know I saw her in the thing. She will force choke you from a thousand Mm -hmm. miles away. It's like expecting a hurricane category six and saying, you know what? We're going to stay here. What do you mean? We're just going to stick this one out. We don't bunker down. We go. (laughs) This is is not the time to be brave, honey. This is the time to get up out of here. She's limping everywhere. We can outrun her. (laughs) She's got a lightsaber, dude. It's okay. She's limping. But she can use the force. It's okay. She's limping. She's got a hole. She's got to keep her hand on her stomach while she's trying to walk up quickly. If we start running now, by the time she shows up here, we're going to be gone. We're going to be on the other side of Tatooine. So it's forever. We'll be sitting there talking about, we'll be talking about, talking about we're going to go to Tashi Station. <laughs> we're going. We're going to Tashi Station for the night. We're going to spend a night in Tashi Station. That's it. That's how Luke falls in love with Tashi Station and wants to go in episode four. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I thought that was interesting, though, because I kind of wish Owen had been the one. Like, maybe if Bree was going to be like, well, maybe we should just run. He's like, no, this is my farm. This is all we got left. If we run away, she burns this whole thing to the ground, and then we ain't got nothing. We're going to stay here and fight. Because all during that time, he came off as this big, tough guy kind of sort of. I mean, he right. literally looked a Jedi in the eyes and said, oh, like you trained... Anakin, right? Like, like, like mm-hmm. you're gonna train my boy, like you train him. Like, that's how we're doing this. And then they go from that to like, oh, I guess we do need to stay here and fight because my wife said we need to stay here and fight. <laughs> but you know, you have to do whatever your wife says anyway. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I appreciated that. <laughs> Baru must have heard that uh, uh, Reva threatened her man, so she's like, no, nah, this is that same. That's the same woman that threatened you. No, nah, I'm right, right here. I got I'm you. I'm going after her, Reva. Like Cole, just straight up. Just, just 
Wow, black. You punched my man. You choked him in the middle of the And she just goes off she on him like, like five minutes. And then Reba's like, oh, force choke you. Throw you into a wall. That would work better because then at that point it's like, oh, she's just pissed because he messed, she messed with Owen in the first episode. Right. It's like there was Extra. no causality to the reason why she was like, I, this is our home and we ain't never ran before with him. Like, okay, this is not sand people. <laughs> No, we. This is somebody that's at least somewhere in the neighborhood of Darth Vader, or almost as bad as Darth Vader, coming for us. You mean to tell me you're just you're just gonna stay? No, I agree with you. I mean, I would have actually jet on out of there. I'm like, look, I'm protecting Luke. I'm getting our family out of here. If you want to go on in and do it, you know, you can go on ahead, and I'll just tell Luke that you passed away later on. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I love you, baby, but it's you and her. Like we're going over right. here. Hey, you got beef with her? Go on ahead, and take he care of that. Scared me in episode one. So hey, I ain't dealing with that again. Right. I ain't gonna have look. Luke, look, Luke can't handle getting. Look, I saw her hot lop a woman's hand off for no reason other than just cause she could. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that happen to you. So let's just go over here and we'll pull Luke away. I mean, yes, we needed the Luke moment because we needed her to kind of see herself in Luke in that moment at the end, so she could right. make her own decision about who she was. And of course, there's rumor mill that we're getting a reboot series, which I'm like, I, honestly, if they're gonna. Do with season two of Obi-Wan, I'd rather see her in that. Same. Uh, I don't need, I don't know that I need to see her in her own show unless we're going to get a Inclusive couple of episodes where we find out how she went from Order 66 and got climbed up the rank to get to where she was. I would, least, I would watch that to be honest. After, like maybe the last couple of episodes to be her coming to grips with who she is now. Right. You know, I think that they could actually do that in Obi-Wan season two versus right. doing that in a Reva series though. Right. And I'm, I'm with you. I feel like everything is a spinoff series now, I'm like, can we just have one context show without spinoffs, please? Because back in the day, back in the 90s, we didn't have spinoff shows. We only had that one such show, and that was it. And don't get me wrong, I know that you can do a lot with spinoff shows, but I'd rather just have one cohesive uh, story and tune in every day versus doing a spinoff show, because then you also have to watch the spinoff show to understand what's going on with the other show. Right, then you have right. to watch that spinoff show, and then it becomes too much to digest. Right. Do we need a little Leia show? No. Do we need a Luke show between... <laughs> Little Skywalkers is what it's going to be. That, that, that's going into CWDC territory. Like, hey, we're going to make a, a TV show about Alfred instead of Batman. Hey, we're going to make a TV show about Commissioner Gordon, which I did like for a little bit. Me too. You know, it's about, just like, I didn't need that. We're going to make a show about Wayne's illegitimate child that's not Damian Wayne, which is what they're working on now. I'm just like, Gotham, like, Gotham whatever. Oh, Gotham Knights? Gotham yeah. Knights. And I'm just like, you know, there's a video game called Gotham Knights. Why don't we just do that? No, right. No. It's too entertaining. They can't oh, do that. You mean Jason Todd whooping people and then Nightwing sitting there going like, hey, hey, you can't <laughs> go outside the buildings. And you know, have Cassandra Kane and Spoiler and a couple of other the Batgirls and other Robins and Tim Drake as Red Hood. Like, give me something that we know. Like, but yeah, exactly. Overall, back to Star Wars. Back to, back to, <laughs> right, back over to, yeah. I really appreciated the fact that we got to see Obi-Wan really go off. And a lot, a lot of people are kind of critical about, oh, it was his thoughts of Leia that, that 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 caused him to kind of power up or whatever, where he was being buried in the deal. I'm like, well, of course it was his thoughts of Leia because he'd been with Leia, and this is how he kind of got the hope back to believe in Luke. Like, you know, and everybody's like, but 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 in the but but in the show, but in the movie, Leia doesn't know who Ben Kenobi is. Leia says, well, Ben Kenobi fought with my father during the Clone Wars. Like, you think a girl would remember all this stuff that was going on? I'm like, yeah, it's called the last bit 
bit of a scene in the show where he says they can't know that we know each other. They can't know that we've been around each other because it could be dangerous for both of us. So if you're Princess Leia and older Princess Leia, you're communicating, trying to get a hold of Ben Kenobi, who fought with her father during the Clone Wars. That's enough to trigger him and know, and that's just something he doesn't have to ever reveal that he knew her before. One thing I liked, though, and I had this in my notes that, I, that I'm going to follow up with, was... When he called, when basically Obi Wan calls Darth, uh, calls him Darth. I thought yeah. that was perfect placement because it actually understands. Now we can actually have some understanding into what he was saying in episode, in New Hope, and, yeah. and, and now we actually have some cohesive it's context behind it. So that's something that I really like. Yeah, and then also yeah, think about too. Okay, so he goes off, he does the rock thing, he goes Super Saiyan Obi Wan, <laughs> he just starts throwing rocks and all this stuff, this stuff at Darth Vader at this point. And still see his friend, still trying not to go in for death flow. Thing I love too was okay, so they did the split of the map, and in Clone Wars, they did the same thing but on the opposite side. That's what I heard. I haven't watched Clone Wars, but I understand that they did that. It so was uh, okay. Rebels. Rebels, yeah, he was Darth Vader and he gets, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. So but Ahsoka did it, but it was the opposite side. And so they did the same thing with that, but it was with the voice actor that was currently playing, where it was James Earl Jones mixed with that voice actor. So they had already tried to perfect that reverb technology the way they could go in and out. And then I love the fact, and I know people are going to nitpick it, but I love the fact that Anakin, as Anakin says, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Just like I'm going to kill you. It's, it's that switch. It's like, oh my God. And I'm just, oh. Now, mind you, he couldn't really act on it. Right. Because Obi-Wan could have been like, oh my gosh, he's still alive. Like, somebody's like, well, he left Obi-Wan, like, he left Darth Vader alive. I'm like, you do understand that episode four and the rest of the movies happened, right? Right. You know, Luke has to redeem him. Like, that has to occur. That has to happen because it's canon. You're actually so, right. That all didn't happen after the fact. Like, we knew Vader was going to live. We knew Obi-Wan was right. going to live. We know? knew Luke was going to live. Vader was going to live. We knew Luke was going to live. So, you know, yeah, we're kind of curious as to how they were going to play this dance. But anybody that's watched the movies know these things are going to happen because we've already seen what happens next. Exactly. People are like complaining about stuff. It's, like, it's not canon. They messed up the canon. Who's no, they didn't. Why is there... I'm like, dude, it fits. Watch it in its entirety. It fits. They put the blocks in to make it work. Exactly. And the only thing I have to say that I thought was, and here's the thing, when you look at the continuity with the canon stuff, some of it you have to go on ahead and just detach yourself from the canon just a little bit because of the fact that they're going to put in their own little spin on certain things that may not add up to what's canon. Yeah. So you have, and it's a small little nitpick thing that's not, that I have maybe on a few things, but I enjoy the show for what it is and what they gave us. Right. But the, but the thing is, seeing Layla, Layla, Layla at the end, and then seeing the gun host, I'm like, do I really need to know how she got her gun holster? It was like she was getting ready for Halloween, and basically, oh, you have a holster. I'm like, okay, did I really need to see that? Of the but iconic they, uh, Princess Leia items they could have picked, I was like, well, oh, the, the yeah. holster. Okay, sure, I guess Hence that's why. What's her face <laughs> died is because they wanted to. Because early, remember, I think it was episode three when she says, "Can you teach me how to shoot?" That's true. And so she comes yeah, she and she says, "Well, she's going to be a fine warrior someday." And then Obi Wan's like, "Yes, I think she could be." And so it's that idea that. They were keeping that kind of letting us know, reminding us, hey, she's gonna be somebody important someday. And then the speech when Obi-Wan says, Your mother was a passionate person who loved fiercely, who did this. Your father was a passionate person. He didn't go into specifics. What I kind of would have loved to have seen is maybe somehow through the force, he allows her to see glimpses of her mother and father. Because if you remember in Return mm. of the Jedi, Luke says to her, Do you remember your real mother and father? And she says, Only in glimpses of his vision. And I thought that would have been cool to have Obi-Wan. 
be the one to plant those in there. Right. And another thing I wanted to see was where, remember when Padme says there's still good in him? I wanted to see them play off of that where he can still see the, where he could see what um, Padme saw and everything. Yeah. But they didn't play off of it, but I'm okay with that they didn't. I just have to, de- like I said, it's little small things I have to detach myself from. Right. But, and also you have to think when Obi-Wan says that my friend truly is dead, mm. he was trying to see the good. That's right. He was the whole entire time. That's the reason why he wasn't able to balance himself. It's because he kept saying, I didn't want to have to fight him. I didn't want to have to put him in that situation. And he's alive. I saw him burning. How right. can he survive that? And then is there anything left of the Anakin? I know. Exactly. Whenever he said, I can just, I will destroy, I destroyed Anakin Skywalker just like I'm going to destroy you. At that point in his mind, he said, okay, there's nothing left. And so I feel like what Padme said did stick with Obi-Wan. Okay. But it was the fact of him having to realize Anakin, because it felt like for a while in the first part of the series, he really blamed himself for what happened to Anakin. True. What until Anakin said that, it was just like, no, he made his choice. He embraced the dark side. And there's nothing I can do to bring that bring him back. I, I love that part. It was just You just see uh, just, just that whole that whole fight. Well, first off, the choreography was amazing. I liked how agile Darth Vader looked. And that, that was just an awesome fight. I like the part where uh, they, they bring their lightsabers on the ground and Vader like summons a rock to like trip up Obi-Wan yeah. inside. It was like a very finesse especially for Darth Vader never seen him move that quickly or that that uh flowy before it was really cool i i loved my favorite thing about this whole series was the raw emotion that obi-wan kenobi goes through especially at that and when he like finally slices off his mask and vader is like I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then you just see like that weight just get taken off. It was, it, yeah. it was like a brief moment where Anakin, like I felt like the good in Anakin was coming out. It was like, I'm not your failure. Like it's not your fault. Right. Like, yeah, it was like deep down. Cause even deep down, Vader knows that he messed up. He's just in it now though. Yeah. And oh, uh, when, when Obi-Wan just started crying, just outright crying. Like I, I started crying too. I'm like, oh my God. And Obi-Wan saying, I, I'm sorry for all of it. Yeah. Like he needed to, he needed needed to apologize for his own sake. It wasn't even about Anakin at that point. It was for himself. He needed to let that go. Uh, so let that go. It was just beautiful. I loved it. I was actually, another thing that tore me up was, okay, let's talk about the surprise cameo appearance, even though that Liam Neeson did t- touch on this in the news articles and stuff like that, that he wasn't sure if he was going to be in the Star Wars thing and stuff like that. And my okay. friend Chris... Like we never had anybody ever say that they're not going to be in something and end up being in something. Exactly. Like the only Martin one that almost pulled it up, here's the thing. Out. The only person that was able to almost pull that off was Andrew Garfield. I'm sorry, Liam, but Andrew did a better performance, so he gets the Oscar for that. But uh, but here's the thing. One of my friends, Chris, was actually screwing with me uh, the other day. Because, and we have a surprise cameo. I said, who is it? And he, sent, and he knows I hate Jar Jar. Jar Jar. So he sends me a gif of Jar Jar. I said, I hate you. <laughs> I really do. I said, it better be Liam. And so, no Misa not. No. Imagine <laughs> no, at that moment when he's in there screaming, Obi-Wan! I won't kill you, Darth, but I'll leave this with you. <laughs> our blood debt is now uh, our, our blood debt is now complete. And he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> He's not so happy. 
<laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Like, um, and, like he's literally running around in the background while he's talking to Emperor Palpatine <laughs> later, and he's just like, "Who is that? And why is he here?" <laughs> I, but no, uh, but no. Here's the thing: I like seeing Qui Gon back because you know, in the very couple of first episodes, you know, Obi Wan's been trying to contact him through the Force, and he and I it had all a lot to do with his past about reflecting on his past, and he wasn't able to open his mind to where he could see Qui Gon, and so seeing him walk side by side, Qui Gon is very reminiscent to episode one and that pulled my, my heartstrings to where i was actually in crying because of the fact that you have closure between the two characters that we grew up on and love so that was something that i really liked yep i was full on tears like i was like that's quite god oh my god that's quite god and my wife's just looking at me like it's okay i was like it's not okay he died in episode one we haven't seen him since it's not okay i'm not okay Welcome my life i'm so happy i'm so happy right now i want more force ghost qui-gon please maybe we'll get a limited series where it'll just be um maybe it'll be the uh just a qui-gon trilogy where it'll be just the lessons that he teaches obi-wan along the way i would i like that idea it's like kind of like the lone ranger in a sense but star wars edition <laughs> but uh but yeah i thought that the season was really good i actually gave this a b instead of an a because i wanted to and i just had to be true to myself on how i liked it uh there was certain there was that one episode where they wind up getting caught and layla winds up ratting out who they really are that episode i didn't really care for other than like that end scene sequence and there was like some other stuff that i didn't like within the show that i didn't really enjoy but the payoff at the end is what gave me the beat on that emphasis of the promise that uh that disney uh gave us and they actually delivered on it yeah i would agree with that great i would give it a b b also um there were some things were awkward like the writing in the episodes was a bit off sometimes especially with ice cube son's character like he he just had some weird lines he was like i can't help later you. look look at all these people that i gotta help i can't help you okay i'll help you <laughs> all right i'll help you what if you mean i'll help you that's just one example even with uh my, my queen reva like so, like just how her lines were written sometimes she always had to have the last word and it would just come off as corny sometimes i was just like ah oh, no but overall this was a great show it had me in my feels i loved how vulnerable it was with the characters and honestly i I hope we don't get a season two of obi-wan i actually hope instead we get a darth vader series because that's 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 what i want to see i want to because if you read the comics especially the the new ones there is a lot that he goes through as a character which that i think would be really interesting to see on television so instead of a season two of this let's, let's do that and you see that's something that i've been wanting to see i you know we always see you know tv series revolved around heroes we never see it in the perspective and the lenses of the villain and it's very reminiscent to me when you look at The Walking Dead, for example, where Carol looks at Daryl and he winds up saying, are we the hero or are we the villain? And she said, are we the heroes in somebody else's story or are we the villains in somebody else's story? So therefore, in the villain, if playing off the villain narrative, they could actually be thinking that they're the heroes, thinking that they're doing something right when they're really doing something wrong in their eyes. So that's something that I really want to see. And I also wanted to see a Darth Maul show, even though we actually had Rebels, but still, I wanted to see Darth Maul in some kind of capacity. Yeah, especially after that end credit scene in Solo. In the Solo right. Movie, you see now, he showed yeah. up. I screamed when I watched it. Me too. Out. I fanboyed. But, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, the movie bombed, so therefore, that might not even be in continuity with anything that they're going to be trying to do in 
the future. So that sucks. But that's yeah, what that's sad because I like I, yeah, I, me too. I like that movie. That I really, I really. Number one, I think it's interesting how each one of the episodes of Obi Wan parallels with the first six episodes of Star Wars. Because if you look at the first episode, you've got a little boy that is uh wanting to is imagine himself pod racing. Luke is getting on top of the egg, and then uh then a princess gets kidnapped. So they are start off on Tatooine, and they got to go through all that stuff. Second episode is him trying to find Leia, and in this futuristic city that kind of feels like uh attacking a clone yeah you even get one of the clones in it you know you even get the Django Fett and then with uh Revenge of the Sith you get the moment where you know uh Obi-Wan and uh Darth Vader fight for the first time and you got the flame all over the place and you get Obi-Wan get dragged to the flame and then in the next episode you get the new hope vibes you know whenever you've got Leia of course resisting the interrogation similar to Leia eventually resisting Darth Vader's interrogation you know and then also you know dealing with the Millennium Falcon and all these different things them trying to go through and, and get Leia out and then you've got the next episode with uh, five and six of course mirroring Empire and Return of the Jedi and so each episode of Obi-Wan feels like it's a true tribute to the movies prior okay I can definitely see that. But um, I think that's everything that I had wanted to cover as far as episodes five and six go. What about you guys? Uh, I My only thing is if I could change one thing, I would have wanted a Darth Maul end credit scene. It it wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have made sense for the story they were telling or anything. It probably would have felt like fan service, but that would have made me the happiest camper. Same here as well. I'm a the Darth Maul fan. Yeah, the fact that it's promoted as a limited series has to do a lot with the Oscars because if I understand things right, they can't say they're a continuing series because they do. You don't get nominated. Mm-hmm. So if you say you're a limited series, you can get nominated. Now, once the nominations are over in that regard, if they say, well, I would not be surprised if they don't get nominated. If they do or they don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they announce an Obi-Wan season two app. I think that's the way you kind of keg hole and you kind of go in and be like, okay, well, what's Reba's story been? You could have a Darth Maul subplot in the second arc. You could have, in my perfect world, you'd have Mace Windu show up somehow or another. And you'd not quite be sure where he's at because he's all like, you know, he, he kind of comes at Obi-Wan a lot of the same fire that a lot of other people because you were the one that was supposed to train him and yet he almost destroyed us. So that's going to be it as far as the show goes. But guys, we have plenty of stuff here on the channel. We have a uh, Stranger Things uh, Season 4 Volume 2 trailer reaction that I did. We also have a Rossi and I reacted to the teaser trailer for Blonde. We also did a Mike Tyson trailer reaction. So we have trailer reactions here. We also have short videos if you want short videos. Tomorrow, I'm going to be reviewing Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania tomorrow. And I'm going to be editing out that video and then dropping it probably on a Sunday. And then that Sunday evening, I'm going to be doing two-episode review of The Umbrella Academy Season 3. So that's what I'm going to be doing for uh, Sunday evening. As for Monday goes, I don't think there's going to be a show because I'm still having to do my playlist for Playlist Wars for GTA, for Grand Theft Auto. So I still have that list that I have to do. So that's going to be it as far as the show goes. I do want to thank you, Will, for joining us as always. I do appreciate it. I always love it when when you're on. You always bring another comedic element to the show same thing whenever alex is doing his james earl jones impressions and stuff so i definitely appreciate you guys both being on here it's interesting that he said comedic so i came (laughs) on just to be funny (laughs) and you also bring a lot of the light into the dark side as well with giving us the balance of the force of our obi-wan series so i do appreciate that i can deal with that okay (laughs) alex it's a pleasure as always sir 
Thank you, Zark. It's always great seeing you. And uh, we'll definitely be having you back on again, Will, and, and stuff like that for another after show. And always go on ahead, subscribe over to Will's channel for conversations about dot, dot, dot. He always has a good lineup coming on his show and stuff. I've been listening to a little bit of his podcast. So go on and check him out. And always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Have a great and safe night. And bye-bye. <laughs>